With all of that said, that really helps us set the backdrop, right? We now have an idea of what it means to, to pursue bullseye living. That is to pursue the Lord and his purposes are our highest priority. And then on top of that, we have this definition of core values. Principles that we have in our life that, that help us that helped us determine our way of thinking and our action steps, okay? So with that in mind, with that as the backdrop, let's look at our focal passage, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 15, 16, and 17. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So this morning, I want us to consider three action steps. Three action steps concerning our personal core values as each one of us pursue bullseye living. I mean, I've I've shared with you what our core values are as a church, but even you as an individual can have and should have core values. You as a family should have core values. So what are some action steps concerning personal core values? The first one is this, key point number one. Decide what core values are important to you. Decide what key values, core values are important to you. Now let's look back, verse 15. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. I want you to notice this, that the wise man is someone who knows what his core values are. And the reason that he is wise is because he has identified his core values and he is allowing that to determine what his thoughts and action steps are. If you look closely at verse 15, see then that you walk circumspectly. That word circumspectly carries the idea of this, giving great thought and consideration. Giving great thought and consideration. In other words, the Bible is saying pay close attention, give great thought to the things that give direction to your life. That's core values. That's core values. I was reading this week from Job 34, I want to share these two verses with you. This is, this is rich. This is so good. And I hope that it blesses you in the same way that it did me. Job 34, verses 3 and 4. For the ear tests words as the palate tastes food. Let us choose justice for ourselves. Let us know among ourselves what is good. Now let's, let's pause and think about that just for a moment. It's saying our ears are to test words in the same way that our palate tests food or tastes food. I was thinking about that, and I was thinking, you know, how does our palate work? You know, you put something in your mouth, you take a bite of something, and if you don't like it, you don't like the taste, what do you do? You go, ugh, you spit it out, you don't want it, you don't like it. You know, that you say, that tastes terrible. And then you're like, I'm not going to have any more of that, right? You, either, you, you might spit it out. You might, you might deal with it. 
but say, I will have no more. But you, your option is, you know, uh, it's, it's either, you know, you're going to spit it out, you're going to not have anything to do with it. If it tastes terrible, if it's good, what do you do? Man, I want some more of that. That's what I want more of. Job is saying this, your ears are the same way. Your ears are like a palate. They are to test words. And when you hear something and you go, you know that, I don't, I don't like how that sounds. Or that's offensive as a, as a believer. Or that is that's something that contradicts my faith and my core values. And because it contradicts your faith and your core values, what do you do? You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't want to allow that to enter into my mind. I don't want to allow those words to be something that I frequently hear. I want to distance myself from that. I don't want to, I don't want to hear those particular words because they're, 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 they're like a bad taste in my mouth and I want to spit it out. I don't want to have anything to do with it. In other words, before we can make the right choice, like, the, like Job says here, choosing justice, our ears must test words, and we have to give thought and consideration to define what is good. So let me share with you some core values that, uh, that I've had in my life um, as a family and as parenting. One of, the, one of the core values that we decided way early on in our marriage, we've, we've been married uh, going on 30 years, almost 30 years. And, you know, when I think about that, very early on, we recognized that Sunday mornings and our worship time has got to be a core value. It's going to be a core value for us. We decided that long before we had uh, Carson, our son, long before we started to, you know, to, to, to grow a family. We said if it's just the two of us, and as that, those two of us grow, we're going to make sure that part of our core values is that Sunday mornings are a priority for us to be in worship. Now, what did that mean? It means that when you have a core value Core values are to be communicated to those that it impacts. It impacts how you think, it impacts how you behave, but core values are never up for debate, right? Because your core values are to determine how you think and act. They are determining those very things. So we decided, so as, as Carson was, was getting older, we explained to him as our son, we said, listen, Sunday mornings, we are not in worship because we're in ministry. We are not going to worship a worship service because I'm on staff at a church. We are going to worship because it is a core value in our faith as Christians. Therefore, we're going to be in worship on Sunday morning Unless what? Unless there is a divine encounter that prevents us from doing so, or we're sick or in the hospital, right? That's, that's going to be our core value. 
and we're going to instill that into our family. And that meant that as Carson got older, he understood core values never make their way to the battlefield. Core values never make their way to the battlefield. Why? Because we've already decided what our core values are. We've already decided that we're never going to argue and debate and, and have this big uh, brouhaha about whether or not we're going to church on Sunday mornings because it's a core value of who we are. Therefore, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to make sure that, that we're, in, we're in church. We're there. Now, in all of my years of ministry, uh, 20 of those were working with students. And I often heard parents say this. Hear me on this. I would hear parents say this all the time. You've got to pick your battles. If I've heard it, heard it once, I've heard it a thousand times. Now here's my only caution. My caution to that is this. Core values should never make their way to the battlefield. Core values don't make their way to the battlefield because, one, they've already been established as a core value. And if they do, hear me on this, if those core values make their way to the battlefield, the winner of that battle is your true core value. Whatever your core value is, if that core value makes its way to the battlefield, the one that wins that battle that's your real core value. Whether, whether you admit it or not, that is your real core value. Let me share another core value with you. With you. Uh, as a pastor, and many of you know that my wife uh, was or is a, a preacher's daughter. He is a fantastic shepherd. She said she remembers a lot of times, she remembers growing up that uh, Saturdays became uh, his sermon prep day. And growing up, she remembers a lot of the events and things that she did uh, growing up took place on Saturdays, and because her dad was doing sermon prep, couldn't necessarily attend. So we decided that part of our core value, core values as a, as a family, is going to, we're going to protect a couple of days a week and say, this is, this is time for family. This is, not, this is not a day for me to do sermon prep. I never do sermon prep on Saturday unless there's some, some reason where family time, you know, interfered and I gave family time and I had to trade it out. But, but Saturdays don't, they're not, my, they're not my sermon prep day. Fridays are not my sermon prep day. I do that early in the week, as early as I possibly can. Why? Because I want to make sure that my weekends are protected and I spend time with family. And even though we even come in here and set up on Saturday nights, I'm doing that with my family. We're, we're spending time with one another, and I'm not sitting by myself, isolated, uh, doing my own thing, but rather I'm spending time even, even then with my family. So the idea is this, that... Um, we want to make sure that we protect our time with our family. One of the ways that we did that, my son, when he was in high school, he went to Mooresville High School, uh, and when he was in high school, he uh, played in the marching band. 
and he played trumpet. Now, if you've ever been a, a, a band parent, then you understand, you know, uh, you know the concessions, and you know the fundraisers, and you know all the things that, that go with that. For my family, hear me on this, the fundraisers are not a core value, okay? The concession stands are not a core value. But you know what is a core value? Doing things and spending time that support my family. So, when my son was in high school, and he's, he's playing uh, trumpet, and he has all these band competitions all around the area, uh, which take place on Saturday, and then he has to play halftime at the home football games, and we got to be at all of those as well. At that same time that he's going through high school, I'm actually working on my doctorate. So guess what I'm doing? You know, you would think that I would be, oh, I can't go, sorry, right? I've got to study, I've got an exam, or I've got, listen, I don't know how many times I showed up on a Friday night home game where my son is playing <laughs> trumpet in the, at the halftime, but I, I know this, every time I showed up, I had a book in my hand and a highlighter, and I was going to be reading, but I was there. Saturday, we would get up, and we would trek into Charlotte or wherever road trip it was to go to these band competitions where we sit all day. And I would have my backpack. In fact, it was the exact same backpack I still carry around today. And I'd have that, it was my library. I brought, brought all my books, and I had my highlighter, and I would go. Why? Because that's a core value. Making sure that, that time with my family. But hear me on this. I, this, is, this, is, this is key. Core values are not only non-negotiable, they really should be timeless. Don't allow temporary events such as band or sports or, or even some circumstances to become your core values. Those things should be environments for you to teach and reinforce your core values. When you, when you say, hey, son, I want you to be in band, but the band itself is not our core value. Let me tell you what some of our core values are. We want to teach you discipline. We want to teach you to be on time for events. We're going to teach you that you have to be in harmony with other people. We want to teach you some basic principles about life, and we want to use that environment as an opportunity to reinforce core values. The environment itself is not the core value. It should be used to reinforce core values. So if you want a kid to be involved in band, amen, go for it. You want your kid to be involved in sports, amen, go for it. But allow those to be environments, not the core value. Environments to reinforce the core values that you have. So when you know what your core values are, and your family shares those same core values, I want you to hear this. Your parenting is going to be better. Your marriage is going to be stronger. Your life will be richer. Your friendships will be deeper. Again, it's important to know your core values because they give direction to your thoughts 
and actions.